Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys up there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there uh, taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville. Or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Swan Lake. I thought you were going with like Jackson or something. No, I said, we'll start that next week. Next okay. Week. Yeah. Finish out Swan Lake. Yeah. But there's there's just I mean the the views that you get inside the state of Mississippi with some of these places you've listed over the last few weeks. I mean, yeah. it's almost like Las Vegas. <laughs> something like that. Swan Lake, <clears throat> excuse me, Tallahatchie County, four miles north of Glendora. Okay. There you go. That's right. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> That's my line. Yeah, you, no, you're, 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 uh, you're right. Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee House each and every morning, you can do it. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your door. And guys, remember when you support Strange Brew Coffee House, you are supporting a Bulldog Initiative business. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. I will be at College Corner in Oxford, Mississippi today. And I will be uh, representing Mississippi State, by God, because that's what I do. And you can represent Mississippi State every day with a great polo or pullover or baseball cap or T-shirt or license tag or tumbler or, or all sorts of great things. Right there from College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowo by the Half Shell. The new location in Oxford. And of course, don't forget, you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. I have an idea. I want to pass. I want to run this by you. I think we should uh, we should get the boys every Friday of a home game. Let's, let's go grab some lunch and let's start this Friday at Tyler. What do you say? Uh, Yeah, sure. All right. Let's get the boys. Love Why not? Happening. So, if you come pop in for lunch on Friday at Restaurant Tyler, you might see a couple of your favorite uh, MSU podcast hosts, and you might also see Robbie and uh, and me. So, no, nothing. Not, not even listening to me. Didn't sell me. Sorry, I'm, I'm eating a bag of chips. What kind of chips are those? Doritos. Do I like, what kind of Doritos? Uh, just the old reliable. Nacho cheese? Yeah. Jennifer got the don't don't worry. I, I won't shake your hand like some people do when they when Stop. they eat Doritos. Stop. Jennifer got she tricked me. I thought we had a bag of nacho cheese Doritos, so I go to grab it. No, it's the new tangy ketchup Doritos. Ugh. 
Oh, that's like absolutely. Now, the bag she had the other day that was a mixture of dill pickle and cool, cool ranch. ranch. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right up your alley. It, if I can find that somewhere mm-hmm. the next time I'm in the store, which yeah. I think she got it from Sam's, didn't yeah. she? Or, yeah, she went to okay. Sam's. Yeah. So I'm not a member. But um, if those if those are sold in Walmart, someone please alert me. Yeah. And I will get a bag of those. Those those were incredible. All right. Well, back to lunch at uh at restaurant Tyler. We're gonna make that happen. Enjoy yourself every time you're at restaurant Tyler. It's the best meal in town. Lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi. They are ready to serve you. That means there's one close to you as well if you're in central Mississippi. Guys, we talk about eating locally. We talk about shopping locally. Banking locally is just as important. When you want to talk to somebody about a financial decision, about a loan, you want to talk to people you know, people in your community, not some corporate bank where you don't know those people. It's a pretty simple idea to me, and Priority One Bank makes it happen. So find the location nearest you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find that and let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State, Southeastern Louisiana, uh, 3 o'clock kickoff on uh, on Saturday. Don't forget, by the way, at noon on WKBB 100.9, our Super Talk affiliate up here in the Golden Triangle, the MSU Mississippi Peanut Supply Tailgate Show, starring Brian Haydad, uh, will be on uh, live three hours before kickoff, full hour of, of pregame. And, and, you know, real pregame analysis, not like what you, not like the fluff you're going to get on the other, from that, from that Bart Gregory guy. Nobody, nobody wants to hear him. Uh, what's left for Mississippi State at this point? I mean, I, it feels like, you know, the sort of like we're at that point where it's, it's just all over, but the shouting, right? What, what does Mississippi State want to get? I mean, we asked somebody, I, I forget, there may have been Sokoloff who asked, uh, Art Arnett. You know, obviously you want the win, but what else can you get out of this weekend? So what's the answer to that for you? Just a little more confidence probably in some of the question marks that you've got. Um, Of course, you know, you got the safety position that you're trying to figure out. You want to see some guys solidify their spots there, which I feel like we're pretty close. I mean, we've been pretty much locked in on Sean Preston and – Marcus Banks being, you know, locked in like starters and guaranteed starters at their spot. So, you know, the the other the guys coming up behind them, you know, that that's kind of what you want to see as you get your your role set there at safety. And other than that, I mean, there's not a whole lot of you know, position battles that you're looking at and I mean, I guess left tackle, it, like, is is Dollar Bill the guy or is Percy Lewis the guy? You need to kind of settle there. Uh, the rest of the offensive line looks pretty good. So it's really positional battles for me, you know, increasing everybody's confidence in, in this team with a dominant ball game, a pretty flawless performance, a really good-looking offense that doesn't struggle with – you know, pre-snap penalties like delay a game, false start. You're not turning the ball over a whole lot. You're not dropping the ball on the ground, which seems to be a concern for Zach Arnett. So, you know, just a dominant performance is is what I'm looking for, and I, I want to leave that game. I don't I don't know if it's possible, but I want to leave that game thinking a lot more of Mississippi State than when I came in. I want to see. 
you like you hit on some of the things, you know, execution, clean, crisp execution. It doesn't matter if this team's actually good or not. They should look good against good this against team. This the the numbers I I ran a few weeks ago, state and since the Mullen era started, every FCS game they've played, played one every year except for 2020. Uh, they, an average win of by 41 points per game. Uh, if you take out the Samford game, it's 43 points per game. So this isn't about, you know, just escaping with a win or, you know, looking pretty good. This is a game you should win by 40 points plus. Um, yes. If you're not above 40 points on offense, that's an issue. And if you're not, if you're giving up more than 14 points, I would say, defensively, that's an issue. And so, you know, maybe some fans don't want to hear that. They, you know, they like to play the whole, oh, well, you know, take every game seriously. If this Mississippi State team struggles with Southeastern Louisiana, guys, it's going to be a long year. It's going to be a long year. You need to understand that. So if this, you know, if this game is in doubt at any point, yeah, you need to understand that we're going to be having a long year here on Thunder and Lightning. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think the state's going to go out there and blow this team off the face of the planet. I'm not worried about that. But what I really want to see, though, is, you know, what does Roger's stat line look like? I, I, I can't imagine he'll throw more than, like, 20, 22 passes, right? So does he complete 17, 18 of those? That's where I, I want that number to be. Um, I want, you know, I'm going to look at yards per carry. It should be over five for as a team, you know. I mean, obviously, you take out the sacks, but there shouldn't be a lot of sacks in this game. There should maybe only be one. Um, you know, defensively, what are they? What are you giving up per carry? Is the other side of that right? If 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 they're getting five six yards a carry, that that's a huge issue. They should be closer to three. You know, especially with you know, you didn't really change anything on the defensive side of the ball. It looks like you're going to run the three three five still. All the talk about maybe moving to an to a even front and all that. I mean, that doesn't seem to be like it's going to be the case. So you got to. You're basically running the same scheme with a guy that's been in this scheme for the last three years, and Matt Brock, and coached a really good game against Illinois. And then you got all those guys returning. There shouldn't be any kind of disconnect. That everybody should be on the same page. Everybody should kind of know what they're doing. They should. The defense should be the thing that you don't have to worry about at all after leaving this game. You should be locked in on this team's going to be a top five defense in the SEC. Especially with the guys that they got up front. So that's, you know, the defense, we shouldn't leave that game and be worried about what they're doing on that side of the ball. Correct. We shouldn't be worried about anything, you know, special teams as, as well. You know, if there are field goal opportunities, make them. You know, I'm interested. I mean, that is a true freshman. This isn't the most high, high pressure situation for Kyle Ferry, but this is his first go round in front of a huge crowd like that. So I want to see how he looks. And then, you know, when you think about the return game, so Tulu shouldn't have a ton of opportunities in this game on kickoff return. You know, he'll he'll get one at the start of either the first or the second half. But beyond that, I mean, he might only get one more opportunity. Whereas Xavion Thomas as a punt returner should have plenty of opportunities uh to move the foot to, to get his hands on the football there. So I want to see, you know, again, I'm not asking him to break off a 60, 70 yard return, but just to be consistent, eight, 10, 12 yards per return. That's 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 going to be a good thing for Mississippi State. When they punt the ball, I want the put the ball to be, you know, punt it down the field. I want returns to be limited. You know, I'm not asking. I feel like I'm asking for perfection. I'm I'm not, but it should be pretty close 
to as flawless as you can be on a football field on a Saturday when an SEC team takes on an FCS team like this. If it's not, it's again, I, I can't stress this enough. I feel like I can't stress it enough. It's a huge red flag to me. It's a huge red flag. Well, if you look back to the last time State really struggled in a season opening game when they lost to South Alabama, I guess that's the last time there was a season opener that was that was really kind of a struggle for them. I can't remember one after that. Um, you look at that game, that was a red flag. That team barely made a bowl, and they won five games in the regular season. So, I mean, in 2013, struggled against Oklahoma State. Totally different. That's a totally different. Oklahoma State was a good team. But we we kind of knew that that team was going to struggle based on that one game. Um, and they, they did. They struggled to get to bowl eligibility. And, I mean, the, a much better team than the records suggested, but still struggled. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a red flag if they, if they don't come out. Now, if they come out and win that game by 60, it still doesn't tell you what this team is. Uh, that's kind of the the double-edged sword that you get in this game. You you can come away with it being uh, you know, very upset about what you just saw, or uh, you can come, come away with it and not know anything, even if you win big. So it's, you know, I, I don't know if we'll learn a whole lot that's good coming out of this, but State needs to come out and take care of business. And the, and the, the other game that they struggled with at the start of the season was 2021. Yeah, so uh, here, here, here's, State, here's State's season openers. Let's just do the last, since it goes from that 2016 game. Dominated an FCS team in Charleston Southern. Dominated mm-hmm. uh, an SEC team, or an, an, F, an FCS team in Stephen F. Austin. And 2019, they went down to the, the Superdome to play uh, Louisiana. That was a really good Louisiana team. They went 11-3 and that season. That was uh, one of Billy Napier's best teams down there. But the state, you know, they did struggle in that game. They had trouble putting them away in that one. And it ended up being a red flag that ended up being a, a team that struggled throughout the year. Uh, and then you mentioned 2021. I would say 2021 was a very inconsistent team. Uh, it they, was very. They, they could have, they should have been able to win nine games. They lost to Memphis, which shouldn't have happened. They had Arkansas on the ropes and couldn't finish that one. Um, they they should have won more games. So they were inconsistent, and that that LSU game, LSU Arkansas and Memphis were all winnable games. They could have LSU. Yeah, I can make a case that they could have won ten games that year, and yeah. nobody could argue that. Yeah, and that that Louisiana Tech game. I mean, they were down thirty four to fourteen. They had to put together what was at that time the biggest comeback in school history. They would later double or not double that, but they would later have a bigger comeback later in the season when they beat Auburn that way. And then last year, you know, the Memphis game, I, I, that game was kind of thrown off by the by the weather and everything, as you recall. State was in complete control when the weather situation hit. And and at that point, you know, you could just tell that some of those guys were just anxious to get off the field by, by the time it rolled around to midnight and they were still playing football. So, But that's the – that kind of off topic, but that – you talk about that 2021 season – that's kind of the evolution of this program with the youth movement that they had in 2020. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they got rid of a lot of guys that year. And of course the team was, was kind of, uh, it wasn't even up and down. They weren't great in 2020, even though they got to the bowl game, won the bowl game, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, you look at year two, very inconsistent, but you grew obviously as a team 
And last year, I thought the consistency grew. I thought you saw them playing better football. There were still some things to work on. So what you're hoping now is you have a team that is that uh, even though you have a different system and you have a different head coach, you're hoping that the the players, the experience that they've had the last three years, some of them four or five years, has has made them into a team that can come out in games like this and they don't have a few possessions without a score. They have lapses on the defensive side of the ball. They come out in this ball game and they dominate it. And they do that. And you're you're not looking up in in the fourth quarter and states up, you know, 35 to 21 or something. It's you know, it's more like 49 to three. Yeah. Or yeah, something like that. That's, that's, that's what, what it needs to be. In games like this, moving forward, Mississippi State needs to ditch the, you know, win one you're not supposed to and lose one you're not supposed to. They need to ditch that and be a more consistent team. They need to be winning the games that they're supposed to win. And then hopefully you can win some of those games that you're not supposed to. And then if you when you talk about losing a game you're not you're not you're supposed to win, you're talking about a game where, you know, maybe you were a two point favorite at Auburn. You were a two point favorite at Texas A and M and you just you lost the game. That that's a game where you say, well, state was supposed to win that. That's an acceptable one. It's not acceptable to lose to teams that you know, group of five FCS. You know, right. state should not be losing those games. They still they. That's not to say they won't ever do it again. They certainly probably will. I don't know about FCS, but they there will come a day where state loses a group of five game. I mean, I just I'm just willing to to bet on that. There's there are good group of five teams out there, and there are going to be years where Mississippi State, you know, is just a little down, and and they get caught at the right time. I don't know if that's going to be this year or not. So, I don't think it's. Hope going not. To, I don't think it's going to be. All For right. our sake, I hope not. <laughs> Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Robbie, you're gonna be mad at me. I'm just gonna tell you, just get out of the way. You're gonna be mad at me. I decided to you're go going to dinner without me. No, no, no. I went and picked up lunch at the joint today. I just got I got a to go order. I just got some turkey, low calorie. Got a half pound of turkey, but also got a Texas Twinkie. Now, have you had one of those? I saw that the other day when I went there. What what are we what are we talking about? Is it's it a is bacon it like wrapped fried? jalapeno stuffed with cream cheese and brisket? Oh my gosh, buddy! I need to have more of those in my life. And that brisket. They 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 were pulling a brisket over the counter when I when because somebody had ordered one and they were like, hey, we need another brisket. And that full thing came out and just sat it down on the counter and I was just I was just staring at it like 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 a bear on a salmon, just like oh my god, like can I just have that with like two pieces of white bread? Just put it in between the bread for me and I'll eat it like a sandwich. So good. Yes, please. And somebody else somebody else had gotten the tri tip, which I had not have not tried there, and uh, it looked good. It looked really really good. I say all that to say that when you're cooking out, beef is the way to go. So this weekend, go to your grocery stores and your meat markets and buy beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the cotton district. Speaking of of barbecue, but not just barbecue, smoked southern soul food. That place you know, you already know it's going to be rocking at Two Brothers this week. Head over there on a Friday. Head over there Saturday before the game. Grab lunch. Grab a prime rib sandwich, walk on yeah. over to the game. You walk it off. You know, you eat the sandwich, then you walk the calories off heading over to Davis Wade Stadium. It's, it's a, healthy. It's, it's it's basically healthy. 
It's a it, it is definitely healthy. It yes. gets you going. Yes. So, so this weekend, this when weekend. you want some uh, smoked Southern soul food, you want to enjoy yourself at a Bulldog Initiative supporting business, head over to the heart of the Cotton District at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you, but they have been delivering it to you at Advantage Business Systems for 48 years. That is a long time. And you can't be open. doesn't matter what you do if you don't take care of your customers for that long. You just can't. So you know when you buy technology, when you buy a printer, a copier, a new laptop from the good folks at Advantage Business Systems, you know that they're going to back that up for you, that they're going to be able to be there for you when you need service. That's what they've built their entire business on, and they've kept the doors open for 48 years. So I feel like that's something you could probably trust. One, if you need something for your business, you need a new copy or a new printer, give them a call today, 601-362-9192, or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, if you are in the Jackson area and you are planning to wear a Banner M polo to the game, stop, head over to the Rogue, Talk to my friends there and say, Brian sent me, Robbie sent me, We need. I need a new polo, I need the Script State, I need the M over S, I need literally anything other than this Banner M polo. And they'll hook you up with a great shirt, and you're going to look good. Uh, and what more can I say? So head over to the Rogue in Jackson. You can shop online at therogue.com. I don't know that it'll get there in time for this game, but you can have it for the next one. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Um, this is the part of the show where Robbie Falk and I are going to take our flowers. We're going to take the credit that we so richly deserve because Zach Selman tweeted on uh, Wednesday an image of a massive state script on the middle of the field at Davis Wade Stadium. You're welcome. We did that, Robbie. Yes, yes, we did. I, I again, I will say there there are uh, a lot of people that are uh, nameless and they choose to be nameless that have fought the good fight that kind of put this bug in our ear and we took it. We took the brunt of that. We carried them on our backs, right? And we helped make this happen. This we is had- for everybody. This is. Oh, this yeah. is not this is not for this is not for us to take a victory lap or anything no. like that. This is for the entire Mississippi State community. Be proud that you now have a cool logo in your center field and you have a great logo on your helmet. Your jerseys don't have that massive banner Mississippi State on the chest and they're slowly phasing this thing out. That's right. Don't be upset at us. Be happy. This is the people's podcast. We are a podcast of the people, by the people, and for the people. We are the people's champions. We are the voice of the voiceless. And That's so, right. And so we say unto thee, verily, thou art welcome. So. And, and look, when you walk into the stadium, everybody that's been detractors of this, that have been, you know, just, why don't you just shut up and focus on the game? Quit whining about when you walk in, I guarantee you, you are going to feel better about what you see on the field, both on jerseys, helmets, end zone, yeah. middle midfield logo. 
Yeah. You're going to feel a lot better about that, and you're going to realize, you know what? This does look better. When you look good, you play good. And that's just part of it, Brian. I mean, it's like it's not just a fashion contest or anything like that. No. That's not what that's not what we're doing. Brian and I grew up Mississippi State fans. That's true. We both went to school at Mississippi State. We did. And you know, we want Mississippi State to prosper. We want Mississippi State to be its the best thing that it can be. I cover Mississippi State for a living. Everybody knows where my allegiances lie at the end of the day. Why not want the best for Mississippi State? Why would you want to settle for something less when you can have something better? And that's what the whole fight for the logos and jerseys and helmets, that's what that's all about. It's about making sure Mississippi State is its best self. And I promise you, more people are going to talk about a state script and interlocking and all that stuff outside of Mississippi State than they have been about the logo that they've had. And this, thankfully, this administration feels the exact same way as we do. And so you have that. You have, you know, a, a new look, you know, in turn, a, literally a new look for Mississippi State. And you're going to have a new look Mississippi State in terms of what you see on the field. And so I think you're going to have, you have the buzz of, of man, this, this team looks good. And they're going to be talking about the uniforms in the first quarter. By the time we get to the fourth quarter, they're going to be saying, man, this team looks good. And they're going to be talking about the way they play. And I, I think that's going to become a theme this season. You're gonna, the national media is going to be, you know, they're going to start with, man, those state script helmets, they really pop. They look good. That's I, I like that logo. I like the idea of state, especially the SEC Network guys. I feel like our friends Peter Burns and Dari Noqua will be pushing that, that narrative. And then no when you get to, they start watching the games, you know, and next week, you got a couple guys that have been this offseason have been, you know, I don't know if disbelievers is the right word, but but Tom Hart came on this podcast. He obviously wasn't high on Mississippi State. Cole Kublick has had his concerns about Mississippi State this whole time. They're going to get to see Mississippi State live in week two. That's the SEC Network game. So they'll be in the, in the broadcast booth for that one. I think by the end of that game, they're going to be saying, guys, this Mississippi State team is for real, and when we're going to see what they can do next week against LSU, and they've got a real chance against the Tigers next weekend. I genuinely feel that. Now, I, w- I, always, I always feel like whenever I'm positive, Robbie, I have to reiterate who I am. I have yeah. to say, I'm the one telling you this. I'm the guy who's you know always like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you right now, we're, you're going to be watching that game next weekend or going to be you know watching the replay, watching the highlights, and Cole Kublik is going to be saying, boy, this team looks a lot better than I thought they were going to look. I think, I think a lot of people are going to say that. I think I, I think, think a lot of people are, are going to say that. I, because again, I just I feel like people have. I think I think the problem is people hear what other people are saying and they gravitate towards those people and their opinions, and it just kind of skyrockets from there. State is getting. We we talked about this the other day. State is getting worse and worse in the perception area. Mm-hmm. Heading into the season, you were with telling every me passing day before the show that a sports writer I, I actually enjoy reading, Tom Fernelli, had some really pointed comments about Mississippi State on uh, pardon my take today. Yeah, he said it's either State or Vanderbilt's going to be the worst team in the league. And I just, I, <laughs> I think there's 27 seniors or graduate players in the two deep for Mississippi State. 
almost almost every player in the two deep for Mississippi State is like junior to fifth or sixth year senior. And you're telling me that a team that experienced that just got a nine-win season is going to struggle to make bowl eligibility? I just I'm I have a hard time believing it, Brian. I've been watching SEC football long enough to understand coaching, bad coaching or not. I, you know, I don't care. I've seen some bad coaches take some teams to eight, nine wins that have had very experienced rosters. At the end of the day, it's all about the players. Mississippi State has a top 40 roster, top 30 roster. Our, our college team talent just came out today. They're 28th in team talent. And I realize a lot of other teams are – or are ahead of Mississippi State there. But I'll actually bring that up real quick and just and show you kind of where Mississippi State is on this list. Um, it might actually surprise you a little bit. State has 28 four-stars on their roster, which is more four-star, better players than Missouri, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, South Carolina, and it's it's – Five or six down from Auburn, so state has more than Arkansas as well. More than Arkansas, more than Kentucky. Uh, actually, Kentucky's got one more. Yeah, uh, Kentucky's behind state, but they actually have one more four star than state. State's yeah. got a better roster, but you look at that list, and then you look at the fact that Mississippi State has all these seniors. It's just it, it's almost impossible for them to only win four games. I mean, with the with the a roster like that with that much experience, they've gone to Texas A&M and beaten Texas A&M. They've gone to Auburn and beaten Auburn. They've beaten Ole Miss on the road. They've taken LSU. They were in position to beat LSU on the road last year. Something else it's has just, happened this year, Robbie. Mississippi State fans have officially become tired of this. There's yes. going to be a you – know, once you get past week five or six and State's sitting on three, four wins at that point and they look like they're, they're cruising to a bowl game, People are going to start firing back at these national guys. You know, you've oh, seen, and they're going to. You've seen people talking about they've got text bookmarked and audio clips bookmarked. And, you know, it's when we get to, to the end of the season, if state's eight and four or something like that, there's going to be a lot of, of crow getting passed out right at your, your Thanksgiving leftovers won't be turkey. They're going to be crow for a lot of people. Now, Granted, it could be you and I haven't eaten that crow. We don't know that for yeah. sure yet, but I feel pretty confident that you and I are going to be the ones snickering uh, at some of our, our cohorts in the, in the world of the media. I haven't been this convicted on a Mississippi State team being you know overlooked in a long time. I, I haven't. Yeah. And, and like I said, I don't mind saying that I believe Mississippi State's going to struggle to get to six wins. I don't, I don't mind when that's the case. I'll come out and say it. You will too. Yeah. You and I don't mind telling the truth. I will we tell do you. It, right we now do it every day. That I'll, you know, I got to see what the transfer portal, portal brings us. But right now, I think next year is a year where Mississippi State is going to struggle. You know, they're going to yeah. because they're going to lose all these talented upperclassmen. They're going to have to replace a lot of them. Next year is going to be a tough year for Mississippi State. Uh, but this year is not that year. This is this should be the up year in the cycle that I always talk about. Right. 2018 was supposed to be it. You had the wrong coach in place, and you didn't get there. It's here in 2023. I think you've got the right coach in place, and you're going to get there. Yeah, Simple that's the that. hope. And I, I have seen nothing from Zach Arnett to this point to be concerned. Now we, 
I, I think we were hopeful for Joe Moorhead, mm-hmm. but it was it was kind of like you know three four games in the season when they went to Kentucky. I think it was the fourth game maybe, and put that performance up. I started to get really concerned with mm-hmm. the future. I have not had an inkling yet that suggests you know I don't know if Zach Arnett knows what he's doing. I don't know if Kevin Barbet really gets it. Yeah, I don't. I don't have that feeling. Yeah, I don't either. So don't until either. proven otherwise, I'm just going to assume that this team is going to make a lot of people look dumb this year. Yeah, we will see. One more day to talk about it, and then it's going to be time to play football. So that means tomorrow we, for the first time in 2023, the three P's will be revealed: playmaker, preview, playmaker, and predictions for Mississippi State versus Southeastern Louisiana. Looking forward to that. Guys, have a great Thursday, and we'll be back with you on Friday for the three Ps. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.